Alright guys, welcome to episode 39 of the Kenny For Your Thoughts podcast. The podcast where I really, really hate Brandon right now because we've literally been alive on air for about eight minutes. We had technical difficulties because Brandon has decided not to come on air, not, not to come on air about half an hour before we were supposed to get the technical difficulties hammered out. But here he is right now, Brandon. It's 8.30 in India, Brandon. They're staying up for you. It's past <laughs> Slam Hub Wrestling's bedtime. What are you doing? People are watching in India. This is awesome, man. I thought people were watching the cricket games. But you know what people in America are doing, Brandon? Do you know what people in America are doing? They're celebrating a special, special lady today. Lady Liberty herself. She turns, what, 147 years old? I'm just, I don't know how old, (laughs) to be honest (laughs) with you. But here she is right here. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America. A real American (laughs) hero right there. Look at that. I mean, the body's great, but I don't know about that face. Oh my gosh! I mean, look, look at those, look at those legs, look <laughs> at those arms, look at that face. This is what the people want, man. This is what's gonna bring the show to the next level. This is what we're celebrating. We're gonna have a big Fourth well, of July extravaganza. I I really don't know because right now in OBS, it's on the left side of my screen. And like all I could see is your your face, which it's just it's really distracting. In fact, that's why the first go around, I didn't even know your audio was missing because I was so distracted by that. <laughs> oh man, this is fantastic, man. No, Brent, but here's the thing, <laughs> Keith, jockey full of bourbon. Since yeah, you're yeah. a jockey full of bourbon guy, he goes, that's Jesus, right. way to ruin Lacey Evans for me, guys. <laughs> Oh man, Fernando, look, never Fernando Velasquez, aka Russell Marvel for a three three three, your biggest fan. He's up oh, at yeah. eight a.m. right now because it's he's what? in California time. I apologize, guys. I didn't really take California people into consideration with this one. <laughs> did I? It's eleven a.m. Eastern and eight a.m. I like on, it. People over get up early to watch on the this. West Coast. Yeah, and Berto. Yeah, got any like international fans? We do have international fans. Slam Hub Wrestling is ah. from India. Like we just That's said, right. okay. to listen, Brandon. Speaking of not listening, again, let's <laughs> let's just get everybody up to speed here. So last night I had Brandon test because I'm so dedicated to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I don't want anything to go wrong. That's really what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I said, Brandon, get on. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to put on lights. Nothing. You don't even have to put on clothes. But just get on. Let's test this thing out. And so he does, and we test it, we get it perfect. But I say, just in case, get on at 10.30, because things go wrong <laughs> half an hour before we're supposed to go on air. Let me fix the levels of the audio, <laughs> things like that. Instead, Brandon shows up at 10.55. <laughs> we go live on air at 11, and I have to look in the chat, and everybody's saying, uh, uh, why am I doing Brandon voice for everybody? That's <laughs> insulting to our audience. But everyone's like, yeah, uh, yeah. The, uh, Brandon's audio is not working, and Brandon's like... <laughs> In the background, going, I'm sure it's fine. They don't need to hear me anyway. <laughs> so what the hell, Brandon? This is nutty, man. This is nutty Fourth of July. Everybody's celebrating the Lacey Evans pick, and they have people coming over. They're like, "Hey, we need to park somewhere. You got to start swapping the cars around." So I was like, "Crap!" I was like, "Let me run outside. I could do this really quick." But really quick. I, mean, I, I understand. I kinda, I no, no, I'm cutting you off because I hate you right now. Um, yeah. What I want to do is swap co-hosts. So if anybody yeah, wants, yeah. <laughs> wants to be my co-host uh, for the next episode, by all means. That's right. Let me know. Shoot Show me an email. At, yeah. 
at yeah. timely individual <laughs> at <laughs> kettyforyourthoughtspodcast.com. Uh, Keith says he's now executive director of the podcast. We would appreciate uh, that, Keith. Um, and Birdo, uh, well, shout out to Birdo, man. Birdo is a dude, um, you know, I met at a previous job, but uh, Birdo and I have always kind of shared that, you know, we share videos with each other of like, you know, following your dreams and advice and stuff like that. He's got a good head on his shoulder, so I'm going to give him a, a shout-out right now. Uh, he gave me some words of wisdom before we went on air, but he says, I'm at work taking care of customers waiting on Brandon. <laughs> and then he says, <laughs> damn, I didn't know that's what Brandon looked like behind the scenes. So, Oh, really? Just saying. Again, guys, if you don't know what we're talking about, let's start back, let's start back here. Right. We're talking about this bodacious lady right here. Oh, yeah. Brandon's never looked any better. Oh, man, I look fantastic. Brandon, you know what? You keep it's working the intermittent out, fasting. Like yeah, it's really paying off. <laughs> he's doing coupled uh, with keto. Yeah, uh, he's doing great. He's doing great, guys. Shredding the pounds, getting shredded. Feel good, <laughs> Keith. Look good, you, Keith. You can come. You can come on here next next week if you want. He's saying only yeah. if you're trying to talk Rick Fuller. Of course, we're gonna we're gonna do a whole episode <laughs> on Rick Fuller, guys. If you for some reason know someone who knows uh, Rick Fuller, or even know who that is, find Rick Fuller. I want to interview him on this podcast because Rick Fuller. Is probably the greatest WCW jobber in, in history. <laughs> he probably wouldn't appreciate me calling him a jobber. Can you do it like a uh, flashback wrestling simulcasting? Man, we can't just keep doing like, flashback wrestling simulcasting. I mean, which, why as not? awesome as that was. Like, why? Because Fuller. it was your best like, episode dedicated to date. To Fuller. Yes, yes, if, yes. if you haven't heard uh, Brandon's Pipe Bomb, go watch that episode because, like, full disclosure, um, full disclosure, I. I had no idea Brandon was going to do that. I told Brandon, like, hey, we're going to let read the CM Punk stuff on air. That's all I told him. And he's like, okay, cool. So he's like, do you want me to send this video? I recorded it. Well, literally, because Brandon arrives five minutes before we go on air, <laughs> I said no, because essentially what would happen is he'd be sending me the video. I'd be downloading it as we're on air and trying to play it. So I said, I pu pretty much punished him, which was it worked out perfectly. I literally was like, no, you're going to, you know, you're going to do it on air. Screw it. N having no idea that he was going to completely bury me, bury Wesley, <laughs> bury Wrestle Marvel no for way. three, three, three. Who else did you bury? I uh, put everybody over. You put, no, the only people you put over <laughs> were, uh, was uh, AC from New York for some reason. <laughs> Who He copies JD from New York, which I got some stuff to say about JD from New York in a second. JD is um, a legend, all right, in this business. See, Brandon always puts over the people <laughs> like that. All right. Um, yeah, so Fernando says thank you, by the way. So he basically, yes. you know, put some respect on his name is what he's trying to say. Right. I thank you, Sarcastic. You can come beat your ass. Shout which... out to Fernando. We put Fernando over, too, in a big Fernan way. Fernando and me both got blocked by JD from New York this week, so that was awesome. What? No. Oh, did... I'm pretty sure serious? we both did it on purpose. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, this is this is crazy. You guys went in <laughs> what, is it, on yeah, the well, man? Yes, of course, on the man. Yeah. You mean on the man who plays a character to get to pander to all the toxic people in the wrestling community? You mean that man? This hey, thing is, dude, he, numbers, big time num now. yeah, I was going to say numbers don't mean shit because, yeah, I could sit here and I could rant all day on wrestling with shit and stuff, but guess what? That The problem I had with it was that wrestling was not shit this week. Wrestling was absolutely not shit. It was wow. one of the best weeks of wrestling yeah. ever. Guys, if you agree with me, give me a thumbs up in the chat. Do you think it was one of the better weeks in wrestling? By the way, I keep looking like this. The, way, the reason I keep looking like this is my phone's right here. So if, <laughs> if you look at me craning my neck and you're wondering, what the hell is that guy doing? 
Wait, do you, do you, I'm curious, do you have like screen caps to like interact with? <laughs> like, what happened? This is, this is nuts. Slap Up Wrestling says, Will you be playing Crush's theme on this podcast? No. Uh, that was one of my favorite memes, by the way. Again, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, Wesley, on episode 37, uh, Wesley gets ribbed a little bit because he hates Crush. But what were you saying, Brandon? I wasn't paying attention to you because I was paying attention to our <laughs> amazing, amazing fans. No, no, no. We, we let the fans. We let the fans question. Uh, we should throw in a little Crush here, uh, not to mention it. But oh, no, yeah. I was asking you if edit you edit live had, on air. Okay. Yeah, I was asking <laughs> If you had any like the screen caps of the the sort of back and forth you guys were having with with JD to make him blocky, that's sort of no, crazy. I, I don't I don't have any screen caps, but it wasn't like insulting. It was oh, that's, okay. that's my thing. It's like bluntly, if you want to be a little bitch boy who's so insecure that when even though you bash everything, this is this is kind of my pet peeve of people in life. If you can sit there and bash people, and you can sit there and say, you know. F this, this is stupid, this is stupid, and I say, I think your opinion's stupid, bro. And you block people for that? What does it say about your insecurity levels? And look, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to call my shot, because Chris Van Vliet said it best. Vague goals get vague results. My goal was to be bigger than JD from New York, and we will be, 100%. Once we get Brandon off the podcast, and we can start yeah, on time yeah, yeah. without technical That's difficulties. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's <laughs> <laughs> the steps, yeah. You got to take that that's first the step. next step. I think that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. we're like ninety nine yeah. percent there, but you know we're, we're... Yeah. Brandon. I got the blue, the dark blue shirt memo, by the way. Oh, because <laughs> we did that last week too. I think or two weeks ago, we were all wearing hats, yeah. and it was like, yeah. By the way, I don't have sideburns. Uh, like the. So Keith says A plus sideburns, but I don't have <laughs> oh, are you talking about Crush? Yeah. yeah, I just realized he's talking about Crush. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. cr- Crush has one of the best cybers. See, the problem is you didn't see Crush in his early days. You're talking about Chronic Crush, Chronic Late WCW Crush. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, Keith, by the way, I, I wish I had the footage. Keith, if you got gotten t- to me in time, I would have known. So just FYI, I had no idea that. Just full disclosure, Keith has won a hot dog eating contest for the second year in a row. So congratulations to Keith uh, out here in Tampa. I was going to try to surprise him later on and maybe show up for an hour because he told me it was the 4th of July hot dog eating contest. Well, guess what? It was yesterday. So, Keith, you moron. (laughs) How are you going to show up for this? Yeah, where was it? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I was going to ask him today, like, hey, where is it? You know, when's the contest? That way I could kind of surprise him and support him. But full disclosure, this man cut a hard time, a Dusty Rhodes hard times promo right afterwards. Hard times (laughs) when you have a a, a stomach full of hot dogs, daddy. And a part of me, you know, the Christian part of me, guys, feels so wrong listening to this hard times promo being cut after the gluttonous act of eating 50 million hot dogs. <laughs> this man is not going through hard times. Now he's arguing me that he told me the third. He told me the third, even though he told the only thing he told us was, and I'm saying us because Drew is the other person who I wish he was on this chat right now. He would right. tell he would tell Keith off, but he said, "Yeah, he told us the Fourth of July hot dog eating contest is all he told us." So how <laughs> so we were supposed to assume that was a day before? God. <laughs> but as per usual, Brandon, it's just 10 minutes of us ranting before we start talking about Dang it. I want to ask him how he's feeling. Yeah, I want to know. Yeah, I can tell you're you how he's hero, feeling. You're my hero, Keith. You're my hero feeling. right now. He's feeling like a bad friend because he didn't tell us that, you know, 
Yeah. What was, what was the grand prize, man? I want to know what this guy got the hookup for. Um, I think it's on a story. We'll, we'll get it posted. Guys, oh, uh, look okay. out for our yeah, social we'll, media. Once he gets the videos from his friends, I think we are going to post it um, on our stuff. But he the, the reason it's wrestling related is because they gave him a wrestling belt. So he's got two belts now. Nice. He's uh, <laughs> Keithy, Keithy two belts. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Keithy Two Belts is is live on the chat right now, and he, he says you don't know Hot Times, Daddy. I got the meat sweat something fierce. <laughs> oh man, oh man, good stuff. You've made Brandon go all blurry right now because he's so oh, old. Um, but yeah, Brandon wrestling. Yes, transition us. But you're supposed to be the color right now. I'm the play by play. I talk, but you're supposed to transition us here. All so right. the... Yeah, sorry. I'll let you go. Well, go yeah, ahead, let's, yeah, yeah. Let's let's get into this into some wrestling action. Uh, there's been some exciting things going on. You know, a little change up. They're trying to spice things up a bit. Yeah. Uh, let's start it off with uh, AEW's Fighter Fest. You know. You want to start off with Fighter Fest? Yeah. So this I mean, is, why this not? This is where this is actually I just kicked it off, right? This is where the JD from New York stuff started, by the way. This is exactly it. Because if anyone doesn't know right. the infamous, the, the infamous uh, DJ Storms, this is where it started. So JD from New York said basically something like, okay, and I wish I had the tweet available, guys. Brandon, Brandon's supposed to get all this stuff available for me before the chat, <laughs> but instead he's moving cars <laughs> in his driveway. Yeah. Um, so basically. This is why we need an assistant. This is why we need an assistant. Yeah. Um, just. Someone who actually cares about the podcast, Brandon. That's right. Um, yeah. But basically, the situation was, um, yeah, JD had posted something that said, you know, essentially, you can't be critical of Fighter Fest. It's only their second event. If you're, you know, you're a fucking WWE fanboy, this and that. If you're, you know, you, you're you shitting on Fighter Fest because of the lack of crowd response and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, mm. the thing is... and. You know me well enough, Brandon. You've known me for years. When I say something like this, it's not necessarily because I disagree with you. It's because I'm trying to let you see the other side of the coin. So I basically said something like, you can't do that. You can't say like, oh, you can't criticize AEW, but you you can criticize WWE. I said, people can criticize whoever the hell they want. You know what I mean? And even though, here's for the record, for the record, guys. I agree with that. Like, I agree that AEW's in its infancy give them a little bit of slack. I agree with that. But he was starting to show his bias this week is kind of what I was getting at. Was like, oh. my thing was, for as, you know, as good, I should say, as the attendance was at Fighter Fest, that audience did kind of suck. They weren't loud. For, for oh, an indie crowd. The audience was bad? For an oh. indie crowd, it wasn't the best. And don't tell me, oh, well, because it's their second event, blah, blah, blah. NXT has just as many fans, and they always have a rambunctious crowd. In fact, some of the NXT faithful, uh, or crowd faithful, I should say, was in that crowd. And so, yeah, um, why can't we be critical of the fact that there was no crowd response? It's going to take, and I'm telling this to to all my friends who are going to AEW uh, events, it's going to take some serious crowd reaction and some serious enthusiasm for AEW to look big time. So you as a fan, like we're going, for example, to to fight for the Fallen next week. I know for a fact that I'm going to be jumping up and down. I'm going to make sure that that crowd is lively in my section. Uh, Brandon's going to be asleep. You know, things, yeah. normal things like that. <laughs> um, but, but in all seriousness, it's like I know that AEW is going to be perceived as the smaller company right now. I want to make it be a part of it seeming like a big company. 
So that's my yeah. role as a fan. Make it seem like a big company, big responses. So everyone was saying, you know, Stomping Grounds had shitty attendance. Stomping Grounds had one of the best crowds I've ever heard. Whether they gave free <laughs> tickets or whatever happened, the point is the energy in that crowd was amazing. It was better to me than Fighter Fest. And that's not to say the event was better than Fighter Fest. Because I think Fighter Fest was an amazing, amazing event. But you got to compare apples to apples. And everyone's going off and going, well, you can't compare that because WWE has a 20, 000, you know, has 20 years of this and AEW's just starting up. Okay, good. So you're telling me I can't compare WWE to AEW because AEW is only on its second show. So you literally have just told me I shouldn't compare AEW's weekly show to WWE because they're not as big as WWE. You're literally de-emphasizing the value of AEW in your statement, JD from New York, DJ Storms, people like that. You're literally being biased on what you're saying. If you're going to have it perceived in the same company as WWE, then criticize it the same way as WWE because it's the only way they can grow. So yes, Keith said Kenny Cornette over here. Well, goddamn, let me tell you. Um, but yeah, so, he, go ahead. I'm sorry, Brandon. Yeah. So, all right. So you say that the crowd energy wasn't there for this event. Uh, was there sort of anything else that you thought was sort of not done well at this event? What did you not, think about the attendance? I think they drew about what four thousand. I, I I almost don't give a shit about uh, the attendance. This the is the people. thing. I, I don't give a shit about the attendance because right. it, it's it's their second event. It, everyone knew, and this yeah. is perception again. Everyone knew this event was going to be given away free. So, de facto, the value was a little bit less to people who were attending the event. So, in other words, All Out is going to be a huge crowd. Energy is going to be up there. I understand that. Fight for the Fallen is probably not going to have as much energy, the one we're going to. Which, Brandon, I don't know if you realized. I didn't check this. Do you understand it's like a a three-and-a-half-hour drive? Yeah, that's going to be problematic, but I'll see I, what I can do. I, I, I had I, no I'm idea. Gonna, I, I, I honestly, for some reason, had just like so, in yeah. my head, head ballparked it at a two-hour drive. And then I saw the time, and I was like, I have oh, to no, sit yeah. in the car with this jackass for three and a half hours <laughs> listening to him rant and say, uh, JD from New York's the best podcaster ever. Bro, we we got to listen to some JD while we're driving. I think that was- Good. That'll help get us you. through. That's like I an hour. You. That's like almost two hours. I will hours reach over. I will reach over. Content. Grab the wheel. I will grab the wheel, and I will go like this right into a ditch. If we listen to JD from New York, I just implied that Brandon was driving. By the way, did anyone see? Did anyone catch that? That's called manipulation. Wait, should we, yeah, should we drive separately? If <laughs> yes, we should absolutely drive separately. Yes, that way, yeah. But what we should do is like um, put like a jump rope between our two car windows and roll them up so that at least we're still connected in the in the lanes. <laughs> yeah, we're still connected. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Fernando. The, uh... <laughs> Keith says JD has nothing on AC. So, guys, if you don't know the AC from New York, JD from New York, if you're not understanding, JD from New York is quite literally one of the biggest ranters and podcasters in the wrestling community because he's toxic. Because, quite frankly, he's working everybody. I really hate to say that. He's He's negative, and people feed into that. That is kind of the society we have. But uh, AC from New York is a carbon copy of him. He completely rips off uh, JD from New York. So, yeah, if you're getting confused because we're saying we used to say AC from New York and JD from New York, uh, these are two separate guys. One is a carbon copy. I shouldn't say a carbon copy. He's kind of like the Walmart Equate brand 
of the wow. hey, quite is good stuff. The man. one thing I'll say, I at least respect JD <laughs> from New York for having the platform right. that he has, and uh, yeah. you know whatever. But AC from New York is just copying that. Um, but yeah, I mean, t- to finish, I, I don't want. I know, I know I've been ranting this whole episode, but that's what this episode's about. Damn it, everything's heating up. Um, so DJ Storms. Yeah, the infamous DJ Storm started commenting, and uh, if you want to see that exchange, go to go to twitter.com slash Kenny Podcast. Go down a little bit. Uh, he, com- I completely troll him, and it- it's just really funny stuff. I essentially uh, say because he's saying my opinion shit because he thinks I'm shitting on Fighter Fest. I loved Fighter Fest; it was awesome. Mm. Um, but yeah, he was basically like, "Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about," and this, and he was trying to seem like you know those people who are really dumb, but they try to use big words to seem intelligent, like Brandon. <laughs> Um, so basically, yeah. uh, yeah, I just completely trolled him and I was like, yeah, man, where's, where's your podcast? And then he like sent me a link. He's like, it's right here, stupid. I'm like, what? I was like, oh, don't worry. I got it. And I sent a picture that said it was me YouTubing or search YouTube, uh, searching relevant YouTube podcaster. And then uh, it has him like his channel right there. Like it's the first thing. And I was like, okay, pulled right up. You bastard. So, wow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and he's going I, to war out there. The way you see everybody, is, he's so going for Twitter, the title. Guys, a full disclosure: I mean, Brandon don't care that I say this. The social media is all me. Brandon's not on social media, but a big surprise, right? Brandon's not on on, on social media. Yeah. Uh, but Instagram is more of me being positive. Twitter is me being more uh, feeding into the negativity a little bit because that's the crowd. I mean, honestly, that's the crowd. So it, it's not that uh, I shouldn't say feeding into the negativity, but I troll people more. Like I. If you're gonna be negative, I'm gonna bait you in and kind of just talk you talk shit a little bit, because I'm from New York. Damn it, I'm actually from New York. That's another thing. <laughs> JD from New York, AC from New York. Uh, guys, the fact that you have to put from New York in your name is kind of sad because a real New Yorker doesn't need to fucking put from New York. KM from New York. Like shit, I just talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can we make uh, Kitty from New York T-shirts? Put should, out oh a, my god, uh, we should. We should yeah, 100% that'd be, that'd be make great, right? from New York parody shirts. Yeah. It should just be me pissing on JD's face. Oh no, <laughs> that's not what I meant. It, Brandon, you heard it here first. Brandon wants a shirt with me pissing on JD from New York's face. Because Wait, can we do one of, of you pissing on me as Lacey Evans? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's just classic. No. Brandon just got really sexual with it. It's just really awkward. Um, hey, whoa, 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 Birdo. He says, you upstate New York doesn't count. I am not from upstate New York. I am from <laughs> Queens, New York. And the, the joke that I always say to people is like, okay, yeah. cool. You, like, because they think like, oh, you, you didn't grow up in a hard part of town. I'm like, okay, cool. It's like, y'all know 50 Cent? They're like, yeah, of course I know 50 Cent. He's awesome. I was like, you know, here, Brandon, I'll do it on you. How many times did 50 Cent get shot? Was it 13 times? Nine times. Oh, <laughs> damn. Wow, good job, Brandon. But Sorry. Okay. Where, where did he get yeah. shot? Was it in Was it in Queens? It was Jamaica, Queens, New York. Jamaica, Queens. School, wow, about yeah, four blocks there. from where I went to, like junior high. Which wow, if you, if yeah. You if you're in the South, you have no idea what I just said. Junior high is middle school. I've never heard the term middle school until I came to to Florida. <laughs> Slam Hub Wrestling says we too drove much cussing. past there, right? Huh? What's that? We yeah, drove past there right? at school. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Damn. Um, Slam Hub Wrestling says too much cussing. I'm sorry. I don't I didn't I didn't really fucking mean to curse so much in this episode, but it's good good oh, shit. No. But honestly, the reason we're cussing so much, and we we just completely gotten off the point. We're supposed to be talking about Fighter because Fest. Because of Fighter Fest. That's yeah, why we're Fighter cussing. Fest. Damn it. 
Firefest was a, a ripoff event. They didn't even serve us good food. Guys, if you don't know what event <laughs> Fighter Fest parodied, Google Firefest and educate yourself. That was it was a parody event. Um, but yeah, man, Fighter Fest. Uh, <laughs> Berto says no lie. The pissing shirt would be epic. I'll buy one. I will hold you to that. <laughs> yes, guys. See, and speaking, to see. I think that's a good transition right here because guys. <laughs> Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash A Kenny for Your Thoughts. We have two shirts on there right now. Please support the podcast. And uh, if you're a friend of our, of mine, message me, and I'll hook you up with a deal. I got a, I got a little deal for you. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean that. I, I literally mean that. Message me, and Fernando, I count you as a friend, even though I don't want to. So I can, I'll get you a shirt. We'll get you a shirt. Don't worry. But if you go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash A Kenny for Your Thoughts right now and use code America, you can get 20% off for your order at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Kenny for your thoughts. We've ordered a couple shirts for Fight for the Fallen, which we're going to. That's right. So we're going to be we're wearing show the brand. Swag. We're going to be showing it off. Brandon's going to be wearing my name all over his chest. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's just your name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you might as well just have the extra you pissing on me because it's gonna be good. Yeah, Wait, you got uh, we got business cards too, right? This is pretty uh, big times. Yeah, we got we got business I, cards. I mean, I'm going all in. No pun intended. Yeah, uh, I'm going all in. And uh, honestly, I, I'm proud of our brand. I'm proud of of where we've grown. I mean, we're at a combined like what eleven thousand, twelve thousand followers between our social media. Like that's kind of crazy, you know. There's, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but there's podcasts with like two hundred followers and then they you know they haven't grown yet and stuff and we were there we were there just a couple months ago so it's like i'm, I'm super proud of, of where we where we are and guys I, I say that because you can get there too i promise you i mean we're we have a podcast we're trying to aspire to be like and definitely not jd from new york but um, <laughs> what you know like pe- people like chris van vliet which if you haven't heard our interview with chris van vliet um if you're a podcaster especially um i would say please listen to our episode with chris van vliet um it's available on all platforms youtube um you know itunes uh, apple Podcasts, i should say spotify google play music um if not even to listen for us listen to the advice that chris van vliet gives listen to all the inspirational quotes we we give and that's what made me feel good was like i kind of vibed with him like we we like the same motivational quotes um we have the same work ethic you know, it, it made me it made me go, OK, I'm on the right track because here's a guy who's successful doing quite literally almost the same things that I'm doing. And I don't say that to brag. I say that like you all can do it, too. We all can do it. Like Chris Van Vliet's an amazing guy. Don't get me wrong, but just put in the hard work and you can get there. I, I won't out him right now. I won't mention his name, but there's a friend of mine on 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 Twitter and he uh, he is going to be a part of a podcast himself. Um, and he start. he was saying stuff like, you know, I know I'm not as good as, as you guys, the pros. And that's his exact words. And I said, what do you mean us, the pros? We're not the pros. I mean, we're sitting in our bedrooms <laughs> talking, you know what I mean? Like we're not pros by, by any stretch of imagination, but first of all, I, I appreciate the perception that we're pros. And two, he was like, you know, I'm not in as in shape as you guys. And he was kind of putting himself down and, you know, I hit him with uh, this. I said, well, bluntly, Conrad Thompson's one of the biggest dudes I've ever seen in professional wrestling, and he's easily one of the most successful, too. I said, looks have nothing to do with it. Weight has nothing to do with it. Talent has everything to do with it. And guess what, dude? You have a better voice than me. 
I, and I told him that bluntly. I want, I was being truthful. This guy reminds me of Jr. How big wow. a compliment is that? Like I, the guy's right. voice reminds me of Jim Ross. He's got a little bit of Southern twang and, and, uh, yeah, I mean like, it's just, he's got such a good voice, good insight, and he's going to go places if he puts his mind to it. And I told him that, and he's just like, Oh man, thank you. That means a lot. And so guys, I look, I look at you all and I say, you all can do it too. If you have, if you're thinking about doing a podcast, just start it. The hardest part, and ask Brandon, we talked about it for two years. The hardest part is start the effing podcast. Just do it. Don't tell yourself there's 50 million wrestling podcasts. There's this, there's that. Whatever it is you want to do, forget podcasting. Don't tell yourself things that demoralize you and tell you that you're not special. Tell yourself what is special about your podcast. Well, no one has my, my take. No one has my work ethic. No one does this the way I do. Tell yourself those things, and I promise you things will, will happen. And then soon you'll have a, <laughs> you'll have a page on ProWrestlingTees.com slash the for your thoughts. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, there's my Bad's inspiration. getting ready for an all-new podcast called Kenny for Your Thoughts Wrestling Podcast. We still have not talked wrestling. And your host, Wayne, at it, too. We still have not talked wrestling. We're, we're going to get into it. There's a lot the of heat way, out there. Yeah. By the way, that intro I just hit accidentally – He's the guy that uh-huh. I'm talking about. I won't mention his name, but that's the guy right there. And uh, he did a wrestling pot intro for us, and it sounds amazing, right? Um, oh, but yeah. anyway, Brandon, we're, we're like 40 minutes into this podcast. We still haven't even talked about professional wrestling. It's good. It's okay. <laughs> well, you know what? There's a lot of interesting things I'm hearing now that are going down the YWC, man. We got, we got battles brewing. Draw, lines are being drawn. People are picking sides. I'm excited about this, to be honest. But... I was also excited about Fighter Fest. Uh, well, except for <laughs> there's a couple parts in the uh, Bayard show that got a little, a little silly. So, so a can little, we explain that uh, Brandon came over for? And this, I'm gonna admit, this is yeah. my fault. Brandon came over for um, for Fighter Fest. I keep because I keep getting the events confused because there's Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen, and so they're so close in names that I keep almost saying the other one. But Brandon came right. over for Fighter Fest. We watched the buy-in, and I think we watched one match on the main show, and I knocked out. I was so exhausted from this week <laughs> um, at the time. Uh, been working a lot. I'll say it like that. Uh, and also, uh, you know what also it was? Uh, my AC, which, full disclosure, uh, yeah. I didn't think I said this in last week's episode. So go watch the episode back with Chris Van Vliet, and I want you to realize something now that you know you have this info. Yeah. It was literally 95 degrees in my house because my AC had gone out that day on the hottest day in July so far. Uh, so it was 95 degrees in my house. So literally, you can't see it off camera, but the whole episode, I'm going like this. I'm just like literally like like wiping sweat off of my face. <laughs> um, the reason I had that big cup, if you remember, there's like a big cup. It was just full of ice water. And I was like, oh, my God, this episode is going to I'm going to be like dripping sweat and looking like an idiot on what could be our biggest episode with Chris Van Vliet. Um, But, yeah, full disclosure, that's I think that's why I was so exhausted, because I had not been sleeping three days. We didn't have AC in Florida. And I know everyone goes, well, it's it's just AC. But when it's in Florida, it's a little different. This is the hottest state, (laughs) you know, literally (laughs) 95 degrees in my house, man ridiculous like 103 it feels a heat index outside you know but uh anyway speaking of hot fighter fest <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah that would have been a weird way to end the night hey we just watched the buy and like that was like the event <laughs> i know like, if that was that, the like, event that would have been yeah uh, can i say oh, one man. negative thing about fighter fest 
Yeah. What the hell was up with that fucking? And I love. First of all, I love blue pants. I loved. I loved her <laughs> in NXT. I love her gimmick on the indies. I was so. Oh my god! Just the that librarian gimmick. <laughs> it was so bad. And I literally looked over at Brandon and I said, if this shit was in WWE, and this is being fair, you know, I, I'm not being biased here. It's like, if that was in WWE, the fans would have shit on that completely. But we gave it a chance because it's AEW. Yeah. Which is true. I, I mean, yeah. I guess like they're, they're trying to get over the, you know, the shushing to get sort of the audience to start, you know, doing that. Um, but yeah, it got, it got a little, a little overkill there for a second. So like, I get it. I guess it's a new thing you're trying to get get going, but they they kind of they kind of kept going. I think, <laughs> I think, I you know what I think stop. the problem is too. I think the problem is uh, Leva Bates right. isn't meant for the librarian gimmick because she's mm-hmm. a lot more animated and has high energy. So it's like you can't give someone like that a um, librarian gimmick. You know who you could give a librarian gimmick to is someone like Killer Cross. I know that obviously I'm not saying Killer Cross give him that gimmick, but I'm just saying you give someone like that a brooding kind of thing where they go, right. it will get over like Rover because it would seem like you know malicious. You know what I mean? Brandon, go ahead. You be the librarian. Go ahead. See, it's perfect for him. He doesn't have to talk. You know, he doesn't have to show up on time. It's yeah. great. I love this gimmick. I think it's gonna. I think I'm gonna take it. But uh, yeah. It, what did you think about the uh, the the, the game promoter there? The uh, CEO, I, I, yeah, I yeah, I knew that it. was pretty funny. I mean, even though he, it was funny, so sometimes it was still good though. It's so funny. Yeah, it's funny that he got in there and worked a little bit. But it was funny. Like I was, I was, I love Michael Nakazawa. Like the baby oil stuff's funny. But again, yeah. it's the same thing where you know, I quite literally said any match on this buy-in, if it was on WWE television, complete people would have completely shit on it. And to me, it was like, I, I, if I'm having, if I'm going to be critical, it's like, this was called the buy-in. This is the thing that was supposed to convince you to watch, um, you know, Fighter Fest. And right. I don't think you would have, if you had never seen AEW and you had tuned into the, the buy-in, I don't think you'd have gone and watched Fighter Fest right afterwards, quite frankly. Because right. it, you know, I, I feel like they should, they should put one bigger match on the buy-in to get that accomplished. And the thing is, I guess it doesn't matter either way, because this one... I know it's called the buy-in, but the buy-in was, uh, you know, for the last event, for Double or Nothing, was to get you to buy the event, literally. This one was free. Right. Seeing as that this one's free, um, I mean, it is what it is, you know? Um, now, phone, now, wait, yeah, did, they do, did they do the big uh, tag team match on the buy-in? Which tag uh, team Between match? SCU, Private Party, and the Best Friends? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now that. That was, was a good, but yeah, that was like that, yeah, everything you sort of want in a, in a wrestling, you know, work rate match. You know what I mean? It like did everything. Everybody got in their spots. Everybody did their thing. It was like, whoa, this this is cool. You know, this is the next, you know, generation in sort of wrestling. Uh, so that that was that was you know a very good sort of highlight. If I seen that, it's like, oh yeah, maybe I want to yeah, buy into and, this. You know, and, especially if you're into that style of wrestling. You know, yeah, right? not only that, I think they said private party came through the curtain. They were offered contracts right away. Because they deserved it after that kind of match. And and I agree oh, yeah. with that. I agree with that. So to me, maybe it, the um, that was, you know, that was easily the best part of the buy-in. Right. Easily. And the One of the of, best matches, really, I guess. Of you the night. put it on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If we're including all of those as a whole into the event, yeah. then absolutely. Um, 
Now, that being said, what did you think about the main card? I mean, let's not go through every match because I'm sure people have seen it and they don't need to hear us run down every event. Some freaking podcasts right. do that where it's like, let me tell you about this match and this match and this match and this match and this match. And it's like, well, if I wanted to watch, if I wanted to hear about the match, I think I would watch it, you know? So they want to hear our opinions. So what do you think was match of the night here, Brandon? Oh, man. You know what? It's tough because uh, the main event was really cool. I like the, the little uh, – Reference, street Fighter references everybody did, you know, with the Bucks coming out and uh, Omega's, you know, Ryuken, Akuma. Well, geez, okay, they're, they're the you got to at you least mention what match you're talking about when you say that. Oh, I'm sorry about that. The uh, I think it was the main event with Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks versus uh, Pentagon Jr. That uh, was Phoenix. Not, that was not the main event. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, However, that was well, the official main event. The official main event. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> I like how they do that. But I like how yeah, they did yeah. that, by the way. I think the coolest thing was that like uh, Joey Janela versus John Moxley was not sanctioned. But they literally sure. said, when the lights go out, the event will be over. When the lights go back on, it will be an unsanctioned match. So it was right. like not part of Fighter Fest, which made me as a fan go, okay, this is going to be, you know, th- that hyped me up for it because I was like, okay, that means some big stuff's going to happen. And, and boy, howdy, did it, did it happen? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Wait, what? who says boy, howdy? Where did that come uh, from? <laughs> it's something, something deep down inside of you. Something deep down out. here. Yeah. Fourth yeah. of July that's coming out. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, they had that, and of course, you know, the unsanctioned match, which is really sort of, I guess, that'll lead into, you know, what ends up happening over on the other promotion uh, because of what was done in the unsanctioned match. But uh, you know, I got to give it up again to the Cody man, Cody and Darby Allen. Cody again is just he's like finds that spot on the card, and then he just does like a he's had another like great sort of matchup, you know, sort of story that he's done. Absolutely. Uh, on the card. I, I really like this like that match a lot. Dude, the, the coffin chair shot drop. he takes at the end. Yeah, but the coffin drop. Let's let's I know everyone's gonna oh, talk yeah. about the chair shot, but please let's talk about the coffin drop, which uh, I don't have a clip of it because I'm trying not to get, you know, sued at this point. Um, but uh, the coffin drop where Cody laying on on the apron essentially, and then Darby Allen just doing one of this, the drop in on Cody, oh, yeah. and then Cody oh, yeah. moves and he just like bam, just bounces right off. Oh my god! Give credit to Darby Allen for that spot apron, because yeah. that is painful. Like if you've never seen a ring dissected, go search it. Like I know they they hammer it home. They say this is the hardest part of the ring, guys. It's the hardest part, but literally it's the wood on, on the outside of the ring. So you you barely getting any give. That's like just slamming onto wood with a little piece of mat. The mat's already yeah. does nothing for you know your body, much less the yeah. outside. So um, like I give him credit for that. That was a gnarly looking spot. And then like you said, Sean Spears coming in at the end with the chair. Which um, if you haven't seen the clip, I think I posted it on our social media. I think Ryan Satin is the one who tweeted it. I retweeted it. Um, so go to um, Kenny Podcast on Twitter. You can see that the chair was gimmicked. You can see that um, when he hits him, you can see in the, the slow motion clip, you can see the chair bend. And obviously, yeah, chairs don't bend the way you know it was. So even Tony Khan alluded to it later on in the post, uh, you know, post event conference that that was a gimmick chair and it didn't go how it was supposed to. So even though it was gimmicked, yeah, it bent and cut Cody on the back of the head. So uh, there's some debate in social media if. If that was uh, Cody blading or if that was a legit shot. And so the argument for the blade is that, well, he got hit here. So why was he cut here? 
on the other side, right? You know, so, and again, for you in audio land, I'm pointing to the left side of my head was the chair shot. The right side of the head was the cut. But the argument for the other side uh, is basically that slow motion clip because you could see the chair bend. So basically they're saying it hit him in the back. It got him in the back of the head and, and it kind of clipped him, you know? kind of clipped them uh, and pulled up the skin because who would blade like that? And I, I kind of agree with that side. I'm like, who would blade like that? Because uh, he has a whole chunk, you know, missing right here. Right. Um, so I don't think anybody in their right mind would blade like that. I think it uh, personally, if you're asking me, I think it was a gimmick chair that was supposed to keep him safe from a headshot. And then it cut him really badly. My personal opinion. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, hopefully he's okay. But I mean, you know, and hopefully we can look back at it like the uh, when Becky gets her nose broken, it's bleeding out, and it just sort of adds. Oh yeah, to, it's a moment. You know, it's definitely her a character. Yeah, in the moment later on. Um, but yeah, but then we get into, of course, the the unsanctioned match between. Yeah, uh, I want to. I'm going to kind of. I want to hang back on oh, this yeah, one no. and listen to your oh, opinion okay. on this. And the reason I say that is because uh, I think you identify more as an Attitude Era fan. And I think this is probably right. the closest to the Attitude Era we've gotten in a while. Um, right, which is yeah. ironic because Cody Rhodes, you know, said he wants to kill the Attitude Era. It feels like he's bringing it back. Um, <laughs> but let me hear what you thought about this match. Yeah, this stuff is right up my alley, man. I, You know, I like these sort of you know train wreck matches backyard it had that like backyard wrestling hardcore feel to it right you know they busted out the uh you had the board with the barbed wire the barbed wire wrapped around the chair just that that ridiculousness uh i I, you know i I enjoyed that stuff uh coming up sort of stuff that you know made me a fan of sort of wrestling i don't know how how much it is (laughs) real wrestling or you know how much i should be appreciating it's entertainment i mean at the end of the day it's entertainment it's like i don't really i never bought into like you know that jim Cornette style of like well well goddamn pal you got to have a a 30 minute broadway it's like okay yeah but that's like me saying only a certain kind of people should be around i I bluntly that's that's like to me it's like diversity is what makes everything great God damn it on on this the 4th of July I'm going to talk about diversity in this country so um, no but seriously I think there's there's room for everything there's room for the Hulk Hogan's of the world there's room for the Bret Hart's of the world um, the Terry Funk's you know the Mick Foley's there's there's room for everybody as long as it's entertaining do it. That's the yeah. main thing. So definitely the librarian gimmick. Don't do it. Um, now- <laughs> yeah, librarian gimmick, you can work on that. But, yeah, I think it, you take everything, and it's good to have that mix. Yeah, and then it's just absolutely. a matter of, like, finding out, you know, all right, what's the right ratio? How much of this should I have? You know, right. and right. sort of exactly. balance out. And that's what makes a good sort of wrestling which is promotion. Which is why WWE's product has been so bad, because it's a lot of the same. It's a lot of the same, whereas AEW has, um, you know, just had a lot of different. They're basically like just giving a platform for all these guys to and, and girls for, you know, to show off their talents. Uh, that main event was awesome. That was one of the best main events I've seen in a while. Um, it was brutal. The uh, yeah. what's, like the uh, what do you call it? The barbed wire board. Like it was funny. I posted on our social media, and I was like, "If you don't understand this, then you're not a real wrestling fan." So it was a YouTube search, and it said DIY how to make a board, how to make a barbed <laughs> wire board, and uh, yeah, that's one of one of the commentators said that. Um, and damn, man, just it was just such a good hardcore match. Honestly, I I got nothing but good things to say about it. 
Yeah, that that was great. And I also like, you know, since it's like, you know, this is unsanctioned, you know, it's off the main card. You right. know, they edged it out. So it's like, you know, they're, they're letting more curse words, you know, slip through. The, the dudes are throwing the finger, you know, they're throwing it more, you know, and it gave that, that feel, you know, changed it up, made it more gritty. You know, this is, this is a exactly. hardcore match. You know, exactly. This is how this should feel. Yes. You know? And that's and that's my biggest thing is of why I like that they did that this was not an official match because it basically gave them an excuse, you know, kayfabe wise that for why things happen the way they did. It's like AEW doesn't support this, but here's what it is. So the funny part, I hope in storyline, by the way, they say that John Moxley hasn't had his official first match yet, because if this was an unofficial, uh, unofficial match, then that means John Moxley has never competed in AEW, right? Right. You know what I mean? So, like, all uh, Fight for the Fallen or All Out or whatever he wrestles on next, that should be the first match, per se. They should market it as such. Um, right. But Joey Janelle impressed me, man. Like, not to say... I, I've seen Joey Janelle's work in the past, uh, but th- this just really, really impressed me. Uh, the, the What he was willing to put his body oh, through, you know what the I mean? The tax and the foot. That was, but, oh, man. Come on, man. Yeah, I that mean... Rough. Absolutely. <laughs> it was absolutely. good. It was good stuff, though, yeah. But yeah, and I like the, and it's like you know they're they're not going to be doing this every time on their weekly show, you know. But right. it is something like you, that you build up towards, and you have it for your pay per view. It's like, man, I want to pay to see these guys take it to the next level, you know. Assuming yeah, I, the stuff is sort of built up right through the TV. I think I think it set the precedent for AEW. That's like, okay, give me more of that. Like, you know, it, they catered. Uh, to a lot of fans and guys, if 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 I look distracted, I'm trying to get us back on YouTube because we've hit our time limit. Um, so I mean, I think I think they did a good job. You know, one thing that actually um, I was really happy with, and something probably a lot of people are not thinking about. So remember, Double or Nothing uh, was free in the UK, right? And uh, it, we had to pay for it here in North America, and. Uh, so Fighter Fest was the ex- exact opposite, where we we got it free and other regions had to pay for it. I like that business model right now because the main thing is it's not so much that they're giving stuff away for free. It's it's you got to think about the precedent that it sets. So Double or Nothing was free for UK fans. So they installed the the Bleacher Report live app. They watched their free event. They said this was awesome. So when Fighter Fest came around, they had the app pre-installed already. They saw the. You know, they saw, okay, it costs this much. Ah, maybe I'll buy it. For us, it's the opposite. We paid for double or nothing. Then we installed the app for, um, you know, if you hadn't already, I should say, uh, for Fighter Fest to watch it free. We're going to watch Fight for the Fallen for free. So when All Out comes around, you got it pre-installed already. And maybe you'll pay $50 for, uh, for All Out. It's a good business model, man. Because once you pre-install the app, it you're ninety percent of the way there. The other the other ten percent is just click pay, which you'll be more inclined to do when it's seven fifteen. You got the adrenaline going, watching the buy-in, watching Michael Nakazawa with his baby oil, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> or, or watching the librarian. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tiff reminded me to say, tell Joey Janela happy birthday. Happy birthday, you sexy bastard. Go on. That's right. <laughs> But yeah, all in all, uh, Fighter Fest was an awesome event. I know that we can criticize it, but for a second showing for AEW, I thought it was really good. Really, really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so what that does then, that sort of leads us into Monday Night Raw. Uh, we've also, you know, there's, I guess we're throwing out there that 
they're starting to bring in Heyman and Bischoff. Yeah, let's of... throw out there right now because we didn't talk about it on our yeah. last episode. The, the fact that Paul Heyman and uh, Eric Bischoff have been hired as executive uh, directors for both these shows. Payment for Raw, specifically Bischoff for SmackDown. Now, the main thing that there's been debate, and let me hear some debate in the chat here, because I've heard conflicting reports. I've heard conflicting reports that this was Eric. I know Paul Heyman was definitely a part of Raw, but there's conflicting reports on if Eric Bischoff started this week or if he's starting after Extreme Rules. So mm. I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to act like he started this week, but. I'm hearing conflicting reports. I think, you know, he might not have been a part of, of, of uh, SmackDown this week. Doesn't matter. Either way, they were both great episodes this week. Right up there with Fighter Fest. So it's, that's the thing. <laughs> but that's the thing. I'm being fair. It's like, I'm not going to sit here and, and have the narrative that just because Fighter Fest was awesome that I have to say Raw and SmackDown sucked. Which goes back to that JD from New York stuff. It's like, I don't have to have that narrative. I can say, guess what? I'm a wrestling fan. All of it was awesome this week. Bluntly. So well, I mean, yeah. Well, cer- yeah. Well, certainly, at least the, the first, you know, thirty minutes or so, raw. They they came out. They came out hot, man. It felt like they were definitely like, all right, yeah, we can sort of do this too. So you get Bobby Lashley. And, well, let's let's also uh, talk Braun about Strowman. before oh, yeah, we even on. get into that. The the I, I do want to say. I mean, the biggest criticism coming out of Fighter Fest was you have the right. really extreme match. In uh, at Fighter Fest, the, one of the most extreme matches we've seen in a while. WWE is going into a pay per view called Extreme Rules, and how the fuck are they going to top that? How are you going to top something like that when it's just been an amazing, amazing hardcore match, and you're going into Extreme Rules like wrestling fans are going to be disgruntled? So I'm sure some WWE executives said, "All right, this is true. We're going into an event called Extreme Rules. We have to step it up, and step it up." They did. I feel like. So, Brandon, yeah. uh, we actually didn't get to watch Raw or SmackDown together this week because, well, quite frankly, you're a bitch. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so, so let, let me let me explain. Brandon on Monday says, uh, I ain't going to come over for Raw, uh, but I'll, I'll be there for SmackDown. So I text him and I say, hey, what, what's up? You know, coming over for SmackDown today? He goes, uh, I can't make it today for SmackDown. So it's like he literally bailed on Raw saying that, okay, I'll bail on Raw to come for SmackDown. Right, but... But the raw was weird because it was it was kind of late and it was like we didn't know if you know if we were going to be able to work it out. I know you were you know fixing stuff around the house or oh, the crib. Oh, so so I'm so getting the like, blame. Yeah. I'm getting the blame. For no, 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 I'm just saying. It's so it was like, all right, do we sacrifice this and then try to move it to the next day? Look, it ended up working out, right? I mean, you you got to watch it. You enjoyed the hell out of it. I'm assuming probably because I wasn't which there. Goes back to, which goes back to my thing. Uh, yeah. of whenever Brandon's not there, uh, whenever Brandon's not there, it's amazing, amazing wrestling. And I don't think it's a coincidence. Right. I didn't watch Fighter Fest with him. I didn't watch Raw. I didn't watch SmackDown. And this is one of the best yeah, weeks of wrestling. you're over the moon right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're even calling out other podcasters because you enjoyed it so much. Well, yeah. Tiff, Tiff, Tiff just said, I like JD. I know Kenny doesn't. Yeah. You know why people like JD and we blunt. I don't care who they are if, if you like JD. The reason you like JD is because you're feeding into that toxic part of your mind. That's what he feeds into. So that well, that side that you try not to show, that's right. the side, the cynical side <laughs> that you show. Look, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, he's got the cynical take, but I, I mean, I think he's funny in his delivery and stuff. Like, oh yeah, there's sometimes, like, there's sometimes that, he is, know? but like this week, like when he was reading fan mail, he's using the n word two seconds, like every <laughs> n word this, n word that, n word, and it's like I know you're reading stuff, but it's like, dude, just no, 
no. And then, you know, he's talking about Raw and SmackDown. He's like, these are the worst shows ever. And it's like, okay, now, dude, now it's becoming obvious that what you're doing is a gimmick. That's what pissed me off because I'm like, now it's obvious that it's a gimmick because fucking A, man. Fucking A. <laughs> Tiff, well, speaking, you don't, wait, wait, Tiff, yeah. you say you know him in real life? Tell my person oh, to fuck not... off. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, tell, tell him to uh, send us some t-shirts. Yeah, Brandon wants a t-shirt. Yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a shirt. Brandon, I'll take, I'll take I swear to God, you come on this podcast with a JD from New York t-shirt, I will personally come over during the episode and kick your ass. It, guys, full disclosure, it will take me 20 minutes. So if you see an episode where I'm just gone for 20 minutes, I, it's because I'm going to Brandon's house to just burst open that little door behind him right there, that blurry part right there. If you see that door burst open, you just see... Just, yeah. Look, look, Tiff. If you if you could get a JD Elite shirt, <laughs> for me, that would be fantastic. Tiff, you can come to fight for the fallen by all means. Yeah, are you yeah. coming to fight for the fallen? Come with us. Um, a hundred percent. I I need someone to drive with. I ain't driving with Brandon. Um, <laughs> but, drive with but, his corpse. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, speaking of gimmicks, I mean, you had Lashley and. Uh, and Strowman battling out in the crowd. They were just going all over the place. You know, this, it had that sort of, you know, hardcore feel. Yeah, and then and this the, was you know, the this, first 15 minutes of Raw, too. Yeah, it was like, first, it was amazing. Raw, yeah. They started off, started off crazy. And then you have uh, uh, Bobby getting thrown into the freaking LED board in the back. They had the pyros going off all over the place. Yep, um, absolutely. And then, and then sort of, you know, I guess... I don't know, it's copying or mirroring sort of what happened over in uh, Fighter Fest with the chair shot. They have the dudes like laid out, you know, for a little bit. You get the stretchers out. We don't know really? how legit so, this so, is. So let me get this straight. Dude, you, you're easily the most <laughs> unentertaining thing I've ever heard in my life because you literally just skipped over what was what was probably the best part of the moment. You literally just went into, oh, they went through the LED boards. Again, I've, I've said this multiple times. People have seen it. You don't need to describe right. it in full detail. But the thing that people are, I don't want to say harping on, but people are talking about the most is Corey Graves in that moment. Oh, yeah, they go through the LED, no, yeah, why? but why would you skip over it? You're going to get to yeah. it. But you, people have seen the clip. They know that they go through the LED boards. But right. Corey Graves, it's just silent. You know, Renee Young goes, oh, oh. She does her oh, oh, which is now, like, I listen for it, and it makes me laugh on commentary. You got um, to meet, man. You got to meet, oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, Corey Graves, just it just goes silent for a little bit, and he goes, holy shit. And it's like, yeah. that moment, it's so funny. I posted on social media, and a lot of people were like, a lot of cool people. Which I'm ranting on everybody this week. Fuck everybody. So <laughs> there, a lot of people were like, well, that's not even that strong of a word. I've heard worse. And it's like, guys, I get it. You're cool. You're 15 years old and you curse at high school here. Like, I get it. You think you're cock of the walk. You're walking to the convenience store. You're opening a thing of ice cream. You're eating it like this and then putting it back. And you think you're cool when you're just a piece of crap in society. But here, let me tell you. Have you seen those videos, Brandon? Do you even know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. This sounded pretty deep right now. I, mean, I, don't, yeah. know. I don't know where didn't we're going. Didn't want to interrupt. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I get shit is not a strong word. I mean, how many times have I said the word shit on this podcast? Right. But you're not understanding the fact that this is a TVPG <laughs> show on the USA Network, which is broadcast to uh, millions of people with a company that has gone PG <laughs> to gain sponsors so yeah. that you know they can make a profit and they're dropping holy shit 
which is <laughs> arguably TV 14, if not further. Again, we can argue about that. I know right. bitch is definitely TV 14, but shit might be a little bit up there with the F word in terms of broadcast television. And this was at eight o'clock, which is the family hour. So right. this is not 9.55 that Corey Gray say, said this. This was literally maybe 8.10. This was family hour whenever, when, when, when little Jimmy sits down with his pops and they're sitting there and they're going to watch, uh, what's the show, MASH, <laughs> with their TV dinners. But, you know, you get what I'm saying. It's like yeah. if you don't understand the full scope of why people are like, oh, my God, he said holy shit, then you don't get it. You, you right. obviously don't get it. Um, it's funny. It reminds me of that uh, the South Park episode. Everybody's tuning into the the crowd driver. I think it's like NYPD Blue or something. And they're right. like, oh, they're gonna say shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everybody's like tuned into it, and they like slip it in there. Everybody's like, oh, what's it happens? Wait, so, so there's some debate on the chat on, on what shirt yeah. I'm wearing. So let me just stand up here. Look, guys, Kofi Kingston shirt. That is oh, look at, hey, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. There, yeah, so a lot of people are debating on uh, if it was uh, Joey Janela. No, it's not Joey Janela. <laughs> so, sorry about that, guys. I apparently don't support AEW. You know me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that was a huge, huge moment. I mean, because, again, you got to understand, like, they risked a lot of sponsors in that moment. And uh, I think they ran about it right because I think uh, Corey Graves has said he's gotten fined for that. That's the way to go about mm. it because they probably did find him for real. And they probably said, you know, we'll, we'll give you a little bonus or something later, later on for this at the same time to compensate. Uh, right. But for the sake of their sponsors, they said they were like, Oh no, this was off script. We didn't tell them to say it, you know, that, so they save face, you know, whether that's true or not, we can speculate, but I think that's kind of what happened. Right. Yeah. They brought, they brought that in. So that, that was a pretty cool way to start off. You know the raw. Do you, do you think that was uh, Heyman Heyman involvement, oh, or I think, does it even matter had, at this point? It doesn't matter, really? and that's the thing. It really doesn't yeah. matter, and that that's I'm yeah. gonna make that point about Bischoff. But I mean, I think Raw as a whole was just so frenetic with the energy. Like there was not a moment of like, you know, that's that's one thing JD said. He was like, he was like, well, just it went back to the same old shit afterwards. And I was like, I disagree completely. Like the matches were were high quality as they always are but you know you can't just have match quality it's with the in-between that mattered I mean you had uh, Drake Maverick with the 24-7 stuff was great like his wife looking at him like you like that title more than me you gotta decide that sort of thing that was amazing um <laughs> the Street Profits made their Raw debut like just randomly which they were flashed at the beginning of the show so everyone's like uh why are the Street Profits here like there was like a quick frame of them but yeah the yeah. Street Profits look like stars and I don't know. I don't know. Is this the first time we're seeing like the actual titles were on them? The NXT tag team titles, like, because uh, I know right. the Viking Raiders debuted like a couple months ago, but I don't remember them bringing the titles. I think this might be the first tag team that had the titles. I, I do you think they're gonna bring them up quick to the main roster, like out they, of nowhere, what sort of talking, thing? They or? did. They did. Oh, oh, I mean, like on a more part of it, like just have them drop the tag titles pretty soon. Why do you then... think? Why do you think they showed up? Do you think that was an NXT advertisement? Was there? Is there an NXT event that they need to promote? Uh, yeah, maybe. Really uh, think uh, about maybe, what maybe you just so. said. I mean, really think about what you just said. The, the the street profits have come out of nowhere. There's there's no NXT takeover next week. There's no nothing that's that makes it go. Okay, let's bring up the street profits and promote NXT. No, this is the Street Profits just came up. It was You can tell it was a last-minute decision because there's no storyline, per se, for them. 
But right. the Street Profits are on the main roster. I tell you that for a fact. Are the Street Profits the WWE's answer to Private Party? What? Dude, if you're, you black it, I'm going to say this. Why do you, it's, we have two tag teams that happen to have two black guys each, and you're going to sit there and compare them? What? So, so am I supposed to compare the Street Profits to Crime Time? <laughs> They're a put, put put them all in the same. Like, dude, come on, man. The street profits have a completely different gimmick than private party. Completely different. The <laughs> the only thing they have in common is they're all black. It's literally the only thing in common. I'm just asking the questions, you know. Oh my god, <laughs> he trolls me so much. He's he's the JD from, from New York of this podcast. But uh, no, I like both of their gimmicks. Just for the record, if you're going to compare them, I like private private parties. Got you know a little bit more of a uh, like a Miami kind of thing to them, like a you know like that, that VIP party kind of thing. Whereas Street Profits <laughs> is more like hood, like you know like like ghetto fabulous. More like crowd time. Uh, <laughs> he's trying so hard to get a reaction. Well, I'm just asking. The no, question. crime time was like robbing people. Street Profits are just having a good time. There's they're completely different gimmicks. Crime Time did come out with red solo cups, drinking Sizzurp in my ride yeah. like a G6. Right. <laughs> how about that? that how was like about, the most Caucasian thing I've ever done. <laughs> how about the, uh, you know, reaching back, taking a little, take some TNA storyline with the uh, Mike Canellis, Maria Canellis pregnancy, man. How about that? Wait, how was that a TNA storyline? <laughs> Let me hear you know, this. Let me hear this, you <laughs> bastard. How was that the TNA storyline? I'm just saying it, it. It just reminded me of it a little bit. By the way, Fernando says Brandon, shut up. <laughs> You're offending him. <laughs> right. See, thank you. Uh, see, on, see uh, on Instagram Live, someone says Crime yeah. Time literally stole Lita's clothes. Like, yes, <laughs> Street Profits are not in, a, in that kind of gimmick. Like, come on now. Wow. Keith says, uh, Jockey Full of Bourbon says, Street Profits are a diet new day slash unpopular opinion. <laughs> Again, it's like, what is, this is yeah. my thing. It's like, it's like, what do they have in common with new day except their skin color? Like, I feel like I'm the one defending, <laughs> defending your race here, Brandon. Like, like how, what do they have in common with the new day? They don't, they don't. New day is, is just ridiculous where Street Profits is parties, crowns. Like, they're not coming out with rainbow stuff. Like, they're, Private Party, New Day, <laughs> Crime Time, yeah. Street Profits, they all have separate gimmicks. How are we comparing them? Except that they're tag teams and they're black. I'm ranting on everybody. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brent. like Brandon, for some reason, I thought you would be the one to defend this, but I'm having to do this. This is crazy. This is crazy. And I thought, I thought JD from New York's rant was bad. <laughs> now I have to defend. Um <laughs> Yeah, so it, Slam Hub Wrestling says Brandon has lost it. Someone call JBL. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so well, Jockey Full of Bourbon says they're jokey yeah. and jolly and unintimidating. Okay, <laughs> so yeah. is Lucha House Party, but I don't see you comparing them to Lucha House Party, which goes back to like, okay, you're just comparing them because they happen to be of the same race. Just saying, yeah. call everybody I mean, out on their shit. I, I like to compare the house party to Pentagon Junior, you know, Phoenix and Laredo kid. Ugh. <laughs> but no, because the Lucha Brothers no. are amazing. Yeah. But yeah anyway, let's get let's so let's talk about this. I mean, first of all, I think the Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins stuff is cringy, 
and it's because they don't have chemistry on air and it's not because they don't have chemistry as a couple but it doesn't seem like they're professionals don't get me wrong they're talented professionals but i can almost read between the lines and say i don't think they like that their relationship is being hoard out like this you know what i mean it it kind of is uncomfortable you got to be a couple on air when you're a real life couple and talk about you know what you do in real life like no it's kind of an invasion of privacy in a way so i mean i i kind of feel that's what i feel is like is going on but it did lead to some great great television because mike and maria canellas come up and maria with one of the lines of the night here says you and your bitch versus me and mine yeah. and i loved it i loved it because you know, it put Maria... I mean, if you haven't seen Maria and Mike Bennett on the indie scene, Maria has always been in, in the dominant role. She's the one that talks, and Mike is basically the muscle. In this case, he's more of like a, a, a cucking role in the back. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it just I love the delivery of you and, you, you know, you and your bitch versus me and mine. And he just took it. <laughs> he just took it completely. And then mid-match, when she's about to get tagged in, Becky Lynch is going to kill her. In the mixed right. tag team match, she stops. She grabs the mic and says, "No, no, no! I'm pregnant." Which, by the way, she's really pregnant in real life. Really which is nice. the best part about it is it's a dose of reality here. And then uh, Mike Canellis with basically like, "What? You are?" And Maria uh, <laughs> running him down and saying like, "Well, I don't know how it could be yours because you're not man enough to impregnate me." Right. And I'm like, "This is like okay, obviously." They love each other. They're an amazing couple. But, like, this was, like, cringy in the sense of, like, you're watching this, like, compelled. This is, like, crash TV. Like, oh, my yeah. God. She's, like, telling off the father of her children. And then she says the only man in the ring tonight was Becky Lynch. You know, the man. <laughs> the man, Becky Lynch. Uh, amazing television. I loved it. I know some people were like, oh, this is cringy to watch. I don't. I didn't like this. But it's, like, this is kind of what the Attitude Era was about, guys. If you like, if you miss the Attitude Era and you don't like stuff like this, then you, you obviously right. didn't watch the Attitude Era because we, we had stuff like this all the time. We had women telling men off, men telling w- women off, people right. say, talking about the size of their penis and saying, oh, you're a little man. You know, like, they're, like it got really personal. It got really right. personal. But let's switch well, gears. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, Brad. Yeah, yeah go. I was going to ask you uh... – what what do you think of them doing this weird thing where I guess they don't want commercials during wrestling, so it's like they sort of split the shows up, or they'll have like weird stuff happen in the matches and then like recontinue the matches. I don't after really care. I break. honestly, I Does honestly, that draw you throw you out a little bit or just no? Because everyone's, I think everything, everyone's fucking making a big deal out of it for no reason, and it's. Like, what I see in television is working, and that's all that matters. I don't give a crap. Maybe when I'm in person and uh, it's a little bit weird, maybe I'll have a commentary on it. You know, I'll, let me see what they're doing in person. But quite frankly, they didn't used to really wrestle during commercials. I remember the events we used to go to a couple of years ago, like 10 years ago. I remember they would stop in the middle of a match, and it would just go dark in the arena. And then they would have a kiss cam or they have a questionnaire or something. And then they'd come back for television. I don't really give right. a shit. You know, I don't really give a shit what everyone's saying. Um, right. But yeah, um, you know, let's switch gears and let's go to SmackDown because I think we're running a little bit long here. Um, so SmackDown, again, we don't know if it's led by Eric Bischoff or not. But I, I'll tell you for a fact, it was an amazing show. Uh, the best thing to me at the, at the beginning was when they were doing the Kevin Owens show, which, yes, I know it started off with Shane McMahon. Everybody's harping on that, but it started off with the Kevin Owens show, and Kevin Owens was an amazing way to start off the show, so I don't give a crap who his right. guest was. But 
Kevin Owens showing signs of being a babyface here, turning a back face. And uh, he was basically telling off Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. And then cue Dolph Ziggler's music, which Keith, Dolph. Keith's boy Dolph Ziggler and Chris Van Vliet's right. best friend. I'm just kidding. But uh, Dolph Ziggler comes out. But Kevin Owens <laughs> cuts him off and he just rants. He sounded like me <laughs> ranting on everybody <laughs> where he's like, yeah, I get it. It should have been you. It should have been you. It should have been you. But you're going to come out here. Right. It, it was kind of you eight years ago. And it was for you for a little bit. But it's over. You'll never be you. And like, <laughs> it's like he's just going off <laughs> thinking what we're all thinking. And you could see Dolph Ziggler, who's, I gave him credit, it, amazing actor because he didn't sell it. But you could almost see that look in his eyes. He had to look down because he was like, oh, my God, that was amazing. And the best thing right. that he came up with was like basically like, Kevin, look at me. I look like a star. And then, you know, you look at you looking like you ate a whole bunch of hot dogs. Right. And I was like, oh, it's a little cringy. But, you know, even Kevin Owens almost looked like, yeah, oh, that was an easy one to say. Right. Um, but to me, it screamed no script. To me, it screamed, say what you want to say. I, I didn't, think that's I didn't big, feel scripted there. Okay. That's, I think that's the biggest thing this week. I, I feel, and I could be wrong. I don't work for WWE, but I feel like they basically said, this is what you need to say. You can, you can amp up a little bit. You can curse a little bit and fill in the blanks. It felt a lot more natural. It felt a lot more natural with the interactions. Right. Maybe it's just me. What do you feel about that? Like with the Maria Canellas stuff and the, you know, the... Corey Graves, the Kevin Owens, they all felt the natural. Corey, right. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think they, they probably let some stuff, you know, edge out a little bit, let stuff go a little bit, which is good, I guess, for, for the episode. Um, actually, I think the Raw ratings went up a significantly little bit for this one. Sig- yeah. Um, so I think people were talking about once Corey Graves said, holy shit. I'm sure people were like, oh, my God, you got to tune in to WWE. Like right. they've done, they're doing something different. So they got to try something, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. but I Any mean, little thing to spark some interest here and there. You got it. You got it. I mean, have you seen uh, – what were your thoughts on SmackDown? You, I want to hear you talk, Brandon. It's been me ranting this whole episode. Yeah. Oh, how about <laughs> how about our Apollo Crews sighting? That's what I'm talking about, baby. Apollo Crews and Andrade. This is money. Like, Apollo Crews, let's go straight to the top, people. You heard it here first. I now shot. remember why I didn't really let you talk this episode. Now, now I understand. So, so hey, okay, so we got some information on. Uh, yeah. Oh my God! Please, if if I'm mispronouncing your name, please call me out. Uh, right. Trayball zero seven. He says on Paul Heyman's Instagram, he said that Eric Bischoff is running it. So oh, maybe okay. have some confirmation um, on that. But Brandon. For all the things you talked about in SmackDown, you're not talking about what's possibly the biggest moment, and I'm going to give you a clue. Kofi, <laughs> Kofi Kingston and Samoa Joe? Yeah, easily. Going at it? Yeah, this is this this is good stuff. This is good for, for Kofi, man. Can Kofi we, yeah, needs yeah. like a big-time no, feud. No, 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 he doesn't. Can we talk about the fact that, like, okay, I thought Kofi Kingston, right, bluntly, I thought Kofi Kingston would get the title and it would be feel good and that would be about it. But can we can we give credit to Kofi Kingston that he has made like been an amazing champion to to this day? His reign he, since WrestleMania like I like it's not to say that anyone didn't buy Kofi as champion, but we all knew like this it was us kind of pushing him to the title and 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 stuff but you know in his performance in that gauntlet match, but for the love of God, Kofi became champion and completely changed 
you know, himself in the sense of like, now I go, I can't imagine this guy without the title. Yeah. Um, I, I, I definitely think facing off against Joe helps. No, it helps. Uh, because but, like, I, I don't think, yeah. You don't think I've that been, the other feuds have helped him? And forget the feuds, but forget good. the feuds, yeah. right? Forget the feuds. Right. Kofi Kingston's carrying himself. Just as, as his character, as yeah. A, as as a general right, statement. Right, right. Like, he has dropped a little bit of the, like, even though the New Day is the New Day, I like, let's give WWE credit. They've separated the New Day. Even though they're a unit, they're putting right. Xavier and Big E in tag team matches, almost kind of like putting them off just a little bit and keeping Kofi separate and saying, here is your WWE champion. So Kofi's a little bit more serious, a little bit more like... Uh, edgy, like he's he's gonna say things to your face. Like before, he was kind of like, "Hey, it's all good." Now he's just like, "Let me tell you something." I I I've waited for this title for eleven damn years, and you ain't gonna take it from me. You know what I mean? So I think it's a real life thing. Yeah, right. Good. And then we got building toward the extreme rules. You got Kofi, you know, throwing the finger, giving the finger hey, to, see, to Joe. Dude, you know, so dude. it's like, wow, that's that's really out of sort of character for Kofi. You see, you're cutting, and you're you blowing your load it. right away, though. The, the build to blow that. It. Yeah, the the build, oh, yeah. <laughs> the build to that was what was great because Joe was starting to starting to shit again, and he started talking about he's like he's like oh yeah you get your wife in the ring you get your little family and then you tell your son to go on the top turnbuckle and and pose and 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 this so and then Kofi just cuts him right off and says oh this is this is what it is Joe and this you could almost tell again it wasn't scripted this was like. You know, they knew where they were going with this, but they kind of filled in the blanks. And he goes, oh, you're going to say the same, you know, same crap that you always said. You're going to start talking about my family. This is the Joe that gets in my head and does this. Basically, I mean, let, let's give credit. Joe is one of the best on the mic, and Kofi completely owned him at that moment. So you're going to say the same shit you always said and talk about my family, and I'm supposed to get angry at you and get emotional? You ain't going to get in my head. You ain't going to win my title. So Kofi came across to me like the star in this. Forget the middle finger. The middle finger was the icing on the cake. That's why I don't want you to discredit the rest of it, which was like, yeah, he cut Samoa Joe off right away and said, yeah, you ain't going to do the same shit you did to AJ Styles and talk about my wife and talk about my kids because I'm comfortable with my life. I'm comfortable with everything. I ain't emotional like that. I'm the WWE champion. You're the one that's got to work for this, not me. Amazing, amazing stuff. And then, sure enough, he was just like, oh, let's shake hands because, again, Samoa Joe mind games. And then he does the... Yeah. Gives the finger. <laughs> Amazing stuff because then he made... Again, remember, we're talking in a kayfabe sense. Then he made Samoa Joe emotional by giving him the middle finger. Samoa Joe had to drop the, the mind games. So Kofi looked like the master puppeteer here because he got the... He turned that completely around on... Samoa Joe and made him flustered which by the way I want to give a shout out because we got a real wrestler right now on our uh, Instagram live oh, wow, Chris Hamrick Chris Hamrick is yes, Chris Hamrick. if you haven't listened to episode 17 with Chris Hamrick please go listen gives amazing insight to the business one of the best minds legendary. in the business yeah right. the legendary Chris Hamrick um, but yeah so I mean yeah like Kofi just in this if I was just judging Kofi on this for the love of God I would say Kofi's a star because he looked amazing like this. Like you said, and this goes, now we can get to your point, which is now we're amping up Kofi Kingston to be like a legend here and, and to be, this is the feud that makes him look like a star and really look like a champion. I agree with that 100%. All right. 
This is the yeah, feud yeah. to do it. Joe legitimizes guys. I know he doesn't want a title yet, but he legitimizes guys. There's a reason why he's in that role. But for the love of God, can we get Joe the title eventually? Not in this. I, the problem is I don't want to see it in this feud. I don't want to see him win it off of Kofi. But since we're going back to the attitude era type of stuff, maybe we give him the title for a day. Maybe. And then Kofi I'm, wins it back. Well, speaking saying. of which, how about, how about Port Ricochet? Uh, I think we, we, we glossed over this. Uh, oh, we totally losing, glossed over it. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> losing to AJ and then winning it back. You were you cool with that? I, it would, I am I, mean, totally, I, I am totally cool with that. No, I'm totally cool with that yeah. because of how they did it. Um, yeah. Which this is why I have I have a problem with some wrestling fans. I mean, you see how you said it, and yeah. I'm going to harp on how you said it a little bit. You said some, Ricochet lost the title and then he won it back. No, he didn't. AJ Styles never won the title because uh, yeah. Ricochet's foot was under the ropes. So in terms of kayfabe, Ricochet never lost because. He would have kicked out. He would have tried to kick out if he had known that the referee wouldn't have seen his feet under the ropes, right? Right. So there's an explanation for it. So it still made Ricochet look strong. Not only that, it made Ricochet look like a threat because AJ Styles felt so threatened that he had to bring his boys out to try to get the situation handled. Right. AJ Styles has turned to the dark side just because Ricochet has gotten his number. It looks good. It makes Ricochet look like a champ. Um, do you Ricochet. think they'll do that in the future and have sort of like a VAR sort of thing for certain matches, certain finishes? And yeah, they'll have they, it like, they did it all oh, the time. let's the... review it. And then, you know, Brandon, Brandon you love the Attitude yeah. Era. How many times do right, you do right. shit like that? Like, it's that's the thing. Like, nobody ha- went on social media and said, you know, Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho looks like weak. Well, actually, they did. Because Chris Jericho, <laughs> when you won the title and Triple H kind of buried him, that was horrible. But, you know, they would do false finishes all the time like that. And we never really harped on it. In fact, it made us want to tune in a little bit more because maybe next week Chris Jericho would win the title. So I'm, I'm always a fan of stuff like this. I mean, Ricochet appeals to a teen demographic. I think so. WWE the, unofficially, people have said the reason WWE is doing what they're doing is because they realize they're losing the teen demographic, mm. and they want to bring them back in. Is what's going on, and I think they've done it. I think they've. I think they're on the right track with this. Um, they're bringing back the teen demographic because. People like Ricochet appeal to the teen demographic, but then you do the the heel stuff with AJ Styles, and that appeals to them too. They're appealing to that negative JD audience, Brandon. You got to bring them back. You got to bring them back, man. People want to see it. That's what it's about. So I mean, all uh, in, yeah, yeah. Anything all you in want all, to touch on, yeah, yeah. So all in all, you thought this is this is great, great week in wrestling from both amazing, companies. Amazing, amazing week in wrestling. Um. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think, I don't think, uh, I don't think a lot of people have. Sorry, I'm reading the chat right now. I'm getting distracted yeah. here. Um, I don't think there's much to harp on this week. I don't think there's a lot we can criticize. Uh, it's been a great week in wrestling. We can we can nitpick it, which is what we do as a wrestling community. That's what makes us great. But all in all, a better week in wrestling. I think AEW should get the credit for this. AEW's influence is changing WWE already. So all in all, if I had to, you know, give it up for a company, I had to get up to AEW, which goes back to why I'm not, I don't hate AEW. I love him because they're making WWE better and we as fans are reaping the benefits, right? So that's all that I can really say about that. But Brandon, before we go off air, anything else you want to say? 
Uh, wait, wait. No, gotta, wait, wait. wait. Yeah. Fernando asks if you can change two for the better. Just like <laughs> WWE TV. You know what? We need another co-host to come in here So and guys, really just push it. Yeah. Please email me. And before we go off, and Brandon's going to give his final thoughts. I'm going to give my final thoughts. But before we go off air, if you're on YouTube watching us live right now, which thank you to all of you who are, please go ahead and smash that like button before you leave. Before you get off this chat, before you go get drunk and enjoy your 4th of July. Or if you're like Brandon and they have to go move a car on the driveway. That's right. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Um, you know, it's America's birthday. And I just want to say I look great, you know, in that picture. Oh, for the 4th of wanna, July. Wanna, you, that, that was my cue to yeah. show it again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, so right, yeah, yeah that's for birthday. all of you out there in the interwebs. So everyone who joined us on Instagram Live, I said uh, I see you saying this is the first episode I've watched. So thank you for that. Um, please go watch us on YouTube next time. That's the whole point of joining uh, the Instagram Live is so that you roll over to YouTube and see the episode for what it's worth. Because if you're just seeing, if you were just seeing uh, me on Instagram Live. You're not getting the full scope of ignorance that you would when Brandon <laughs> is on the pod. So Keith says, a Brandon for your thoughts. Uh, I love it. We're going to have a shirt. Like I'm going to make that shirt right now. <laughs> Guys, If again, I'm plugging this right now. Help Let's us. Plug it. Help us get to 25 shirts. We've got, we've got a couple shirts out right now. We're close. We're close to that number. If you get help us get 25, we can have more designs. So... We were That's limited right. to four designs. We we do have a design coming up pretty soon, though. Uh, my sister is actually drawing it, so this will be pretty oh, awesome. Sweet. Uh, Brandon doesn't doesn't even know what it is right now. Uh, oh but man, you I'm will excited. all see that. You will all see that probably in a couple weeks. An amazing, amazing shirt. My sisters are amazing artists, so shout out to them. Uh, very proud of them. Um, anyway, I think we'll leave you with first of all. <laughs> You know, I was going to leave people on this screen, but let me just throw it up right now. Yeah. Guys, if you're not following uh, us on social media, uh, at oh, Kenny Podcast at on Twitter, at Kenny for Your Thoughts Podcast on Instagram, at Kenny for Your Thoughts Podcast on Facebook, please do. And then we SoundCloud, have audio versions. Yeah, look at this. All the audio versions available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and more. There are more. So we're pretty much available wherever... Uh, wherever you get your podcast, give us a five-star rating and review. Give me a five-star rating and review because I know you don't want to give that to Brandon. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Keith said it best. I think this is the best way to say it. He goes, watching on Instagram is basically just like watching Kenny <laughs> take, a, take a phone call, which is exactly true. If you want to see the full scope of our graphics uh, and everything, by all means, jump on our YouTube. Uh, if you, it, obviously, if you are not watching live, please watch it back on YouTube. But we'll leave you on this, guys. And Brandon's gonna sing "God Bless America" as we uh, <laughs> as we show you this graphic. Go ahead, Brandon. <clears throat> he's pulling up lyrics. That's why he's <laughs> taking so long. He already knows. Okay. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. 
from the mountains. Come on, keep going. To the prairies, to the oceans, white and foam. God bless America, my home, sweet home. God bless America. Land my, that I love. No, my Send home. Aside, uh, and guide her. You weren't going to end? Okay. Light from above. Oh, damn it. Did I reread a line? Yeah, you did. That's what I was like. Damn it. It's a most, <laughs> all right. On three, we'll just do the last line, all right? Uh, One, two, three. God, God bless America. America. My I home. Hope. Sweet Oh. And we're out. God bless Lacey Evans. <laughs>